Generally Speaking About the Church, episode number 102. Yes! Sounded like uh, Gumby. <laughs> or no, no. Hello, I'm Mr. Bill. Oh no, Mr. Bill. Oh no, it's Mr. Bill. <laughs> <laughs> episode 102. <laughs> Uh, hey, Matt's here just in time. Hello, Matt. We've been waiting for you, my friend. Yeah, we, we're going to start without you. The heresy has now begun. <laughs> DG Hollams, man, we were just talking in the pre-show, the official pre-show. The official pre-show that you could hear, too, if you join us. At gspn.tv slash live. That's right. On Thursdays. Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern. Right around there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, about. About. We're about the church, why not be about the time? Exactly. It's like the almost daily devotional, you know? <laughs> exactly, yeah. Anyway, DG, we were talking in the pre-show about the movie Valentine's Day, man. And I was telling you that you should go definitely yeah. check it out. And you yeah. were going to say, and you said, well, wait, hit the record button, then I'll tell you. Yeah, yeah. And so so that just reminded me of... of this is what no okay, let's let's I would, this is this is kind of about the church kind of stuff. I, like I love about. it when we can say how does this relate to our faith? Well, okay, we'll make those connections today. All right. So yeah, okay. So I know a lot of um, a lot of Christians that say I am not going to celebrate secular holidays. Why would they say that? Well, I think that they 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 I think they honestly believe that they are that's the way they're being a better Christian is to be able to tell the world, hey, we're different than you. We're not going to celebrate your holidays. We're going to celebrate the holidays that mean most that you know, that are most meaningful to us. So no Fourth of July, right? Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, no exactly. Independence Day. No right. Memorial Day. Right. And and I know a lot of people and, that are not even Christians and hate Valentine's Day because they think it's just something that was created by Hallmark, which probably was. Well, you know what? When I, now the movie Valentine's Day has the history of Valentine's oh, really? Day, only it's just like a couple different things. But it was something about some St. Valentine, uh-huh, uh, and uh-huh. there was this place where um, they forbid people to... I, I, I'm just barely me- remembering a scene in the movie. Okay. But the teacher says something about they were forbidden to marry people and, and stuff like that. Or and heavy this, petting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but but the, the priest or the this guy, whatever, he would, he would, he still married people in secret and yeah. stuff like that. And, and anyway, so th- something like that. I don't know if that's, that's true. Cool. That's cool. Yeah. And you, you talk for a minute. I'm going to wiki it. Okay, go for it. That's cool. So anyway, um, and so anyway, I think that's kind of interesting to be able to see, you know, how does your faith relate to the world, and how do you relate to the world as a Christian or whatever you are, and uh, and does it influence the way that you live your life and things like that, and what what is okay and what is not okay, and what is you know. So anyway, I think there's nothing wrong at all um, if uh, if I think we were created to be in relationship, and uh, and so. I think there's nothing wrong with being able to celebrate love. Mm-hmm. I think love is a wonderful, wonderful thing. Love is awesome. <laughs> yes. Love is in the air. <laughs> Everywhere I look around. Um, but, uh, but even, even uh, God, even God says that, you know, God is love. So, uh, or is about love. I think that's what it was. There's actually a kind of a cool Greek thing going on there. But anyway, um, but uh, Tiffany and I, we always, this is what we always did. This is our tradition is usually I would go to a Chick-fil-A because that was her favorite restaurant and I would bring a white tablecloth and I would set up candle opera, like a, like a candle 
and they wouldn't allow they wouldn't allow candles or flames in the restaurant. So we would grab red ketchup packets and we would put it in, the, you know, to make it look like the flame. And we would eat a really nice Chick Fil A meal. We get silverware and we get plates and we so, cut it. And so, so a five star Chick Fil A exactly. dinner for we you would, and the wife, right? And people, you know, uh, like White Castle does that. I think every year they they make all their tables white tablecloth, you know, kind of place. And you don't have to make reservations, that would but be you get funny, to go. Taking yeah. Stephanie to White Castle exactly, on Valentine's exactly. Day, exactly. But it's on a Sunday this year. Chick Fil A is not open uh, on Sundays, so we're trying to figure out what we're going to do and how we're going to have some fun on Valentine's Day. But I never thought about going to watch a movie. That would be a great thing. Plus, I could be able to check in <laughs> Foursquare. No, I'm just. Uh, but I, yeah, that's a good idea. I might, I might look and consider a movie. That sounds fun. Valentine's Day. I, no, I, I will say this. I, I want to encourage anybody who would take my recommendation of going to see Valentine's Day. I'd encourage you to listen to our review, which has no spoilers in it at all. Um, uh, it's familyfromtheheart.com, episode 96. Because I will I will share with you, it does not, I mean, it does not have... there. It, 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 you ever seen the show Grey's Anatomy? Yes. I mean, the same type of objectional m- material that you would see in Grey's Anatomy. Right. And pretty much any secular movie today. I was about to say, today. That's, yeah, they're showing that on TV, much less a movie. So. Exactly. Yeah. So, so I mean, th- this isn't a Christian love story. Uh, but with that being said, it, it is an awesome date movie. I, I would tell you, I thoroughly enjoyed it. There, there was one heartwarming moment at the very end of the movie that just made the entire movie worthwhile for me. It's totally surprise ending, and I teared up. Wow, cool! It was, it was that good. Great, I'm gonna I be have bawling never, my butt off all over no, the place. No, you won't. It, I will it, cry you, everywhere. It, it, Great. it was amazing. It was really amazing. And Ashton Kutcher never cared for him before this. I really liked him in this movie. He oh, carried wow. he carried this movie wow. with ensemble cast that had tons of people, even oh, much yeah. better than he could ever be. Yeah, but he carried this movie, and it was good. Awesome. Okay, right. it well, was good. I, well, I don't think I'll have to really. I don't think it'd be a hard sell to be able to say, "Hey, Tiffany, you want to go?" Yeah. Now we could do the whole uh, eat at the eat in the top part. Yeah, if it's showing in one of those theaters, which I would be a no brainer for the movie theater not to put the romantic movie of the year in yeah. a place where you can have a romantic. Well, right. not romantic, but a, a love seat meal. <laughs> a love seat meal. Which it is, basically. It's like a love seat couch that you get to eat at and, and, during watching a movie. But, but anyway, I just, I think that, um, and I've already bought her a gift for Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really loved this gift. And so I'm just going to, I'm not going to say what it is. I don't, think, I don't think she listens about the church podcast. I think she picks up every now and then, but not regularly, but... I found a perfect gift for her. Yeah. I was actually at the Red Tree Cafe and Art Gallery. I don't know if you've ever heard of this. I think it's in Oakley up in Cincinnati. Awesome place. I mean, Did just you a check cool, in? cool place. Oh, yes. I checked in, of course. By the way, folks, we're talking about checking in. <laughs> I think the folks that are listening via the podcast, I don't think they ha- heard our conversation about Foursquare. Right. Yeah. Foursquare.com. Uh, it rewards you for for going to specific locations and checking in. Yeah, DG and, uh, is addicted. I am. I, I love it. I think it's so much fun. <laughs> but the so cool funny. thing is, is I think once they actually start making really good um, uh, relationships with businesses, like if they can make a relationship with Starbucks, I've it's been it's been it's been said that local coffee shops will give the mayor 
and then the mayor basically means you've checked in there more than anywhere more than anyone else yeah they give the mayor discounts on coffee Dude, or food or something like that we need to get chipotle to give free burritos to the mayor exactly like or even it's just a 10 percent discount or a free burrito or a free burrito whatever come on dg or, or free a free taco or a free burrito <laughs> dg <laughs> we're talking free burrito or a free office party that see there we go <laughs> But anyway, uh, so it's just it's just kind of a fun, cool thing, and you can yeah. get badges. It just rewards you for actually leaving your house, which I think geeks need. <laughs> I yeah. think a lot of geeks actually could benefit from that. Can you do that on the Android phones as well? Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah, Android, BlackBerry, iPhone. We're talking Foursquare and Koala and all that other jazz on uh, Social Media Serenity next week. Well, next week, okay. Yeah. Cool. But anyway, so I, I'm just. But you you checked in at this gift place and you, you found this perfect gift. What is it? Right, and and it is a piece of of local art that someone has actually drawn, and and it just fits my work my wife beautifully. And so I think it's so cool to be able to give a gift that number one, there's only one of them in the world. That's awesome. Um, it's done by a local artist, so you're supporting an artist. You're also supporting the local economy. Uh, and of course, a, a piece of that goes to the art gallery, the Red Tree Cafe slash art gallery, and uh, and the fact that it just fit my wife my wife so perfectly. It's just the cutest, coolest uh, piece of art I've seen in a long so what's, time. So what's what's the art? Well, it's it's just it's done in almost like a like a um, I don't know like a Japanese anime kind of a feel. Yeah. Um, but um, but it's not like real real big eyes. It's like a really muted anime kind of stuff. But it's a little girl who's holding up a tin can, the string tin cans, uh-huh. and the tin can goes all the way up into the sky. Oh, that is that cool. she's just kind of talking to God. She's listening to God. I like that. And I feel, I feel that way that my wife is just, she is really good at listening to God. That's awesome. And so it's just, yeah, I wish I was better at that. Thing. And there's, they had another one of a boy swinging with a, with a Superman cape on, and he was swinging, and he had like a little, uh, you know, the bubble, what's that little thing? Thought bubble? A thought bubble. And it had a heart in it. Uh-huh. And he was swinging up, and then there was a thought bubble from the sky that had a heart in it, and the other one, and it, and it just said, you know, reaching for the, you know, reaching higher or something like that was the name of it or something like that. But uh-huh. it's just cool, you know. It just has it has a, a hint of of uh, of God, it has a hint of of. And what's the name of this is. place, this art store? Um, the name of it is the Red Tree Red Tree Cafe and Art Gallery. Red Tree Cafe and Art Gallery. Uh-huh. Yeah, up go. in Cincinnati. And it's right next to this place called Essentia, which is an, the most amazing tea place in the entire world. And you checked in there as well. Oh yes, I'm hoping. <laughs> I'm hoping. Uh, I'm hoping tomorrow morning because that's we always go to the Red Tree for my accountability and, and a group of guys, a group of pastor guys. And I'm hoping to be able to become mayor of those two places when I. That's so funny. <laughs> do you, so? Do you have any plans for Valentine's Day? Do y'all uh, do anything special? No, or? I've never been a huge fan of Valentine's Day. Um, you know, I, it's not that I'm, well, it's, I don't know. I, 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 it's not a big deal, but, uh, Stephanie, and I, will, I will probably do something together that day Yeah, just because you have to, but I mean, I, you know, forget the fact that it's just this, um, you know, this secular holiday or whatever else, what's wrong with having an excuse to be able to tell your yeah. wife or your, your husband or your boyfriend or girlfriend that you love them, that you care yeah. about them. I, I'm definitely not, a, I'm not anti Valentine's day, but it's not like, I need to go out. Now the kids all, you know, do the Valentine's parties at school and stuff like that. And Stephanie went and got all the kids Valentine's gifts and stuff like that. She likes to do that stuff. Um, you know, I don't know. Maybe I will surprise my wife and 
do something. I don't know. Yeah. But and, I, and like like the White Castle thing like, is perfect. Yeah, because it's it's like it's something well, not fun. White Castle for my wife. Well, you know what I'm saying. It's just yeah. like something fun, something cheap. You're not giving in to just going out and buying 15 billion flowers and the, the typical card thing. It's just an excuse to be able to say I love you. Yeah, I care about you and I love you. Now I can also see on the flip side how horrendous this day could be for someone yeah. that has been hurt or has no, you know, has, has bought into the idea that everyone has to have a, a girlfriend or boyfriend or, or, you know, or a soulmate or whatever else. Mm-hmm. And that's not what I'm talking about. You know, I'm talking about my specific, you know, instance. Yeah. That stuff. So anyway, I, just, I can understand that. But the thing is, is that, um, you know, uh, I don't know. I, never mind, but yeah, I I definitely can see how how that could be sad. But I mean, the the same thing can be true of Christmas when usually it's a time when family get together, and then all of a sudden you're, I mean, I I definitely can see that. But I I guess what I'm trying to think of what my it, it's never been a Christian thing or a religious reason why I haven't been all that crazy about Valentine's Day. It just seems like you know why why is this? What is this day? Where did it come from? I'm looking at Wikipedia though. I don't see anything where it talks about Hallmark or anything, but uh, it says here St. Valentine's Day, commonly shortened to Valentine's Day, is an annual holiday on February 14th celebrating love and affection between intimate companions. The holiday is named after one of the more early Christian martyrs named Valentine and was established by Pope Galeas in 496 AD. It is traditionally a day on which lovers express their love for each other by presenting flowers, offering confectionery, and sending greeting cards known as valentines. So it was a religious holiday. Yeah. So the holiday first became associated with romantic love in the circle of <laughs> Geoffrey Chaucer in, high, in the high Middle Ages when the tradition of courtly love flourished. Modern Valentine's Day symbols include heart-shaped outline doves and the figure of the winged Cupid. Uh, Since the 19th century, handwritten Valentines have largely given way to mass-produced greeting cards. So, very interesting. So, this thing's been around for a long time. Oh, yeah. This is the first time I ever looked it up. it's, It's kind of interesting. Yeah, I think that it's... Um, I don't I, think I never any, knew it was like originally. I, a, oh, that's what I was going to say. The movie Valentine's Day. There's there's a whole thing about it, like uh, these people that throw these I hate Valentine's I hate Valentine's Day parties. Oh, that's kind of cool, too. Yeah, <laughs> I could see that. But uh, oh man, I can't find it. This is killing me. The, Think Geek actually put out a Valentine's Day cards that you can just print out. Oh, really? And uh, and one of them had a bunch of robots on there. And it says uh, something like, uh, you know, gosh, I wish I wish I could see it, but it's like geeky kinds of things, you know. And I'm looking it up; I can't find them anywhere. It's frustrating me. Geek. Anybody else knows where they're at? I found them, and I actually put them on a on a, a, I put a tweet out about it. Hmm. Oh well. Well, let's see here. Here's some stuff from Think Geek, but I don't see any cards that you can print out. Yeah. Yeah. But it was the typical kind of miniature, you know, like the typical Valentine's Day cards. You know, it's like whatever that you used to hand out when you were like a little tiny kid and they had like Transformers on them or right. Hello Kitty. Maybe that. I didn't hand those out. I did not hand out any strawberry you shortcake didn't. cards. Yes, you did. <laughs> <coughs> Powerpuff Girls. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, not not when not when I was a kid. All right. So, DG, what else is going on, man? Anything new? Um, what what's going on on your front? I mean, we've got how long before you are, you know, packing up and riding out on your horse and all that other stuff. Sure. Yeah. Just June uh, is going to be the the time frame for that. So, um, and it's you know it's 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 going. It's not um, it's not gone into high speed or anything like that we're not uh we're not in warp speed yet <clears throat> so we're still trying to develop relationships with different people and find different opportunities for for ministry for us and find our place to land so but um so you don't have any clear direction yet is of exactly what you're going to do correct yeah yeah and i'm actually meeting with my bishop on thursday so yeah. did i see you say something about meeting with a coach or something like that or coaching or something what's that well um I do have a coach from the from the church plant that I'm doing that he's helping us kind of help with the transition of me leaving and then if they're going to stick around, what they can do and how they can do it. Things. Yeah. I also have, I'm actually going and getting trained to be a coach. That's what I read. It was like a Twitter update or right. something. And, yeah. and what what is that? That is Spiritual Leadership Incorporated, SLI. Um, and I'm trying to think of what their website is, but uh, they're training me to be one of the coaches. And it's, this is the group, I think, didn't I talk about the Anatomy of Peace book last time? Yes, you did. Okay. This is the group that basically when what they do is they just say, Hey, we're going to come in. We're going to, we're going to require literally eight hours a month of everyone on this team. But when we, when we come out of it, you're going to be a healthy leadership team. It's not going to be the CEO model. It's going to really be this team is going to be healthy uh, with their own relationships with each other, but also healthy with making sure they know what their objective is and either fix a problem or create a new something or whatever else. Right. And so they come in, they basically make that kind of a commitment. They say, we will have one or two people from, from us leading you through uh, this year long process to be able to make you healthy, but also to be able to make your company healthy, blah, 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 blah. And, uh, and it's really, it's pretty amazing. I mean, it really is. I, and I've been a part of it, which is the reason since I've been a part of it, they invited me to be able to consider being a coach with them. Um, and so we're, we're just going, and it's a year long process to even be trained to be a coach in the midst of that too. So, uh, but that's what, I, that's what I've been doing is, is working with them and, and, um, trying to be trained as to be a coach. So, uh, so nonprofits and it's really a, it's a, it's it's spiritual leadership, so I mean they don't shy away from the sheer fact that. And so is Christian. that something that you're going to do as as like a career option? I think it's something that I could do on the side. I don't think that, I mean I think they possibly could be able to, to kick it into gear and say hey we could do we could do it full time. I think they charge I think they charge ten thousand dollars for that year. Okay. Um, and I think that and I don't know if that includes it might include it might not include like flying the people that are a part of SLI to those locations and stuff like that. Right. Um, which I think. That's a that's a pretty low price, I think, to really create a healthy, you know, church or a healthy uh, business or a healthy nonprofit or whatever else. I mean, it's a that's I think it's a pretty good deal, especially with all the stuff that they do. But but you write up a covenant and you all agree to that covenant. I mean, it's it it makes sure that whoever's involved in this, they are going to you know give sacrificially to whatever this is, and to be able to see it and make it happen. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it's a really cool organization. Um, of course I'm honored to be, uh, asked to be able to be a coach with them. And, and, um, and the cool thing is, is no matter where I land, I can still be able to, to do that on the side or I can do it full time. Maybe if they have, uh, apparently they're not hard up for finding, uh, people that want to bring them in, right? <laughs> but they only have like three full time people right now. Okay. And so that's one of the advantages of doing all these coaching trainings 
is to be able to say, Hey, we want to train as many coaches as possible so that you guys can just do it. You know, you won't even be dependent upon us. You can just go do it yourself and use us as a resource in the midst of what other issues might come up and stuff like that. So that's what I've been doing. Interesting. Very cool. Yeah, it's very, very cool. Well, I'll tell you what, we're going to turn to our voice feedback that we have for the show. Believe it or not, we have some calls and we have two calls from Brent Green. He he called and left us this glowing, positive feedback. And then he's like, oh, I should have listened to the episode. <laughs> so so here, here's his first call. Hi, Cliff and DG. This is Brent Green calling in for the About the Church podcast. Hey, I should have listened to this week's episode before I left that. Oh, well, wrong one. Let me do the first one first. Hi, this is okay. Brent Green calling from Kansas City. <laughs> calling for the About the Church podcast. Just want to say thanks to you guys. I really appreciate how you guys communicate with each other in respect and how you reach out to folks that don't have the exact same faith that you guys do. I think so many times we as Christians, we get so focused on the issue that we forget to treat each other well and love each other well. Just really appreciate how you guys do that. So thanks very much, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye bye. All right. So then, so <laughs> then he listened to the rest of the episode. Hi, Cliff and DG. This is Brent Green calling in for the About the Church podcast. Hey, I should have listened to this week's episode before I left that voicemail feedback earlier. Uh, Cliff, your comments about stepping down from leading a home group or small group. Uh, are resonating with me here as I'm driving across Kansas thinking about this. My my wife, uh, her name is Stephanie as well, she and I made the decision to leave a church that we had been involved in for about three years. It was a really tough decision. The last year we were kind of just hanging in there. And in the end, I felt like um, I really wasn't utilizing my full spiritual gifts my talents that God has given me, and I'm leading the men's ministry, the entire men's ministry in this church, and um, it, it was a hard decision. But we, you know, we talked with the pastor multiple times, and what I feel like is my the return on investment, which sounds like funny to say. I'm a business guy, I, I know that, but I'm also a spiritual guy, and I know the return on investment in my time just wasn't what it could have been if I'd have been using some of my other gifts fully. So running the men's ministry and running a small group associated with that, uh, at least in this context, wasn't the right place at the right time. So we really struggled with that and wrestled with it. And uh, we have plugged into a different church, and I really think that spiritual gifts, the uniquenesses of people are recognized and that people are encouraged to plug into where where it fits them, where God can use them. So I just want to echo your words there about finding a good fit spiritually or with your spiritual gifts. So thanks for what you guys do. Really appreciate this week's podcast, especially the spiritual gift comments. And uh, you're not the only one out there that gets irritated with the traditional, some of the traditional things happening in the church. Uh, God can work in a whole lot of ways other than just traditional, structured U.S. church ways. Appreciate you guys. You guys are cool. Talk to you soon. Bye. 
Awesome. Brent, thank you so much for calling in. Yeah. You know, the only concern I have talking about spiritual gifts and, and stuff like that, there, there are two sides of this that, that I'm thinking, you know, number one, um, I, it, I hate that it, that so many people feel like, you know, they, they feel guilted about the decision that, you know, they, they want to step down or choose not to participate because it's not something they particularly feel gifted in or called to, you know, and, and so I, I hate that Christians can participate in a church and feel so guilty. You know, I, I think so many times as Christians, uh, we, we are, are motivated a lot by guilt. Yeah. You know, well, yeah. mo- motivated to spend time with God, motivated to read the Bible, motivated to do so many things. And the motivation is usually, or not usually, but is a lot of times guilt. Mm-hmm. And I don't like that. At the same time, I the I can see this the, the other side of this where people might use the you know the argument of I'm just not gifted in that area as an excuse to not participate in and and plug into the local church. Sure. Yeah. So I, I you know I I really struggle with that line and and I just wanted to point out that you know I, you know, I, I'm definitely, I, I feel like I've made, I not feel, I know I made the right decision for our family and for myself and where I'm at, but, uh, I didn't want, I hope that people would, that would listen to us understand that, you know, I, I'm still very much plugged into our church, into our local church, I'm still very much volunteering in even some of the areas when I'm not, ca- where I'm not particularly called, just not putting myself in a position where I'm required to do that on a consistent basis. Right. And and I think that you clarified that. I mean, yeah. and I asked you that too. I just want to make sure, Hey, you're not leaving the church because of this no, no. <clears throat> or that church or the church, right. big, big, you know, big C churches. Exactly. Right. And you, and you clarify that. I, I don't think that was Good. an issue for anybody. Yeah. And, and sometimes I, and sometimes and Brent and, and my wife and I are examples of this as well. Sometimes you do get up and you leave, you, you, you find a different home, you know, mm-hmm. a, a different place that because the vision is so much different. Watermark's vision isn't so uniquely different and opposed to to what Stephanie and I really feel called to plug into. Uh, but we certainly had that issue in the church we were at before. Yeah. OK. So, but the, yeah, you know, I don't know. It, 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 it's odd for me. You know, I, at times I'd really think. Man, the church is just the church. Why can't we just get together? Why can't we be, you know, get along? <laughs> Why can't we be friends? Why can't we be friends? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, sure. You know, why do we have to have five different churches on one, you know, one stretch of a city block? Yeah. Why can't we all just <laughs> come together and worship and right and work yeah, together? And exactly. And I think that this kind of goes back to something I'm, you always hear me harp on a lot. <laughs> And that's, you know, just how consumeristic the church has become yep. and that people choose to go where they, they think they're happy. And, um, and I think that we have misunderstood that as a Christian, happiness should be coming out of your service, not what you consume. Yes. And, and, and that's, and that is a, so if people are making their decisions about, you know, based about what church they're going to go to by where their gifts in, are in line with how they can serve yes. God and that church, 
I am all for you hopping churches. And that's, you, know? you know, that is exactly why we left the church we left. I, 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 I was clearly, it's like, listen, all the requirements, it was keeping me from being able to do these, these things where I felt God calling me to lead these communi- this community right. and all this other stuff. Yeah. And I got looked down upon right. for the fact that I would podcast, I'd rather podcast what? than to lead small groups of people. Right. Uh, or like not lead small groups, but lead group, lead, I was the leader of the leaders. Right. So pastoring small group leaders. Uh, they thought that, man, that what a tragedy that was for, for somebody to, to, <laughs> ste- to uh, you know, drop down to that low. Yeah. But anyway, um, but then when I actually have this gift and talent and I had a desire to say, you know, these sermons that we're putting together, why don't we put them online? And when they said, you know what, we're really interested in doing that, but we want to make sure that we do it. Would we do it with excellence? And so we'd rather hold off until, you know, we get it all figured out. And, and, and I mean, it was said in such a way that basically it's like, you know what, we don't trust you and the quality that you, and, and the effort and energy you might put into this. And we're really already concerned about how much time you spend on this podcasting stuff anyway. And we'd rather you make a little bit more commitment. It's like, okay, I'm done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I can and I came to where I am now watermark. And it's like, you know, I said, Hey, you know, you guys are selling these CDs for a dollar. I mean, I, I don't know that you're really doing that to make money, but you know, have you ever considered doing a podcast? And they said, tell me about this thing. What's podcasting. And I explained, it's like, dude, you can do that. And I'm like, yeah, he says, do you want to do that? And I'm like, I'd love to do that for you guys. Cool. Yeah. And it's like, go do it, man. And and they just gave me the keys and said, here, you know, here's the keys to the car. Run with it. Right. Yeah. And, and, and not only that, but I mean, it was, it was watermark. They watermark actually, believe it or not, watermark bought me my first iPhone. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Because they knew I was into social media and all this other stuff and they're not paying me to do this stuff. It's like, Cliff, I can't believe you're doing all this stuff. How much time does this take? It's like, "Ah, don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. I I enjoy doing it because, but man, that's a lot of work. It's like, you're doing this every week and you're committed to it. It's like, you know, is there anything we can do for it? It's like, "Ah, don't worry about it. And, and, you know, I was hanging out, I was working out, you know, with my pastor and stuff like that. And I was talking about the iPhone. He's like, dude, I got a surprise for you. (laughs) He's like, Go pick up that iPhone. Church is going to pay for it. That's cool. And That's I'm like, cool. and this is when the fr- the first iPhones came out. Yeah. And did he say, we're not going to pay for the plan? Yeah. He, <laughs> I told him, I said, don't worry about it. <laughs> I was going to get the phone anyway. So yeah, you were like, if, if nothing else, you could always sell that phone. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it was, it was good. It was, it was awesome. That's so, cool. That's, but the, but see, that, it was a nice. church that recognized my gift. Exactly. You know, and, exactly. and said, you know what? He, sure. Go, I started a whole new thing in our church right. based upon my gift that would have never come out had I not been allowed to just right. exercise who right. I am and what God's called me to do. Exactly. And so. today, literally hundreds and hundreds of people download the Watermark Sermon every week that have never attended our church. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And so it, I, I love it. I love it. Yeah. And it's so funny. Like I've been, I've been asked to do consulting work for other churches and the pastor is excited about it. He wants to do this podcast and then he's like, oh, wait, I have to go through this committee. Oh, I hate that. And the committee's like, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to do it this way. And then they never get around to doing it when I would be willing to do it right then immediately for him. Yeah. Oh, man. He was he was just like, and, and he literally was like, my hands are tied. I can't make any decisions when it comes to the social media stuff because this group of people won't allow me to do it. There, I have people approach me all the time. Cliff, have you ever thought about doing all this stuff and and putting together a church package? And it's like, yeah. It's matter of fact, it's it's on the board. It's it's on it's it's on the list of things to potentially you know do one day. But exactly. 
it is so that is so far down on the list and the reason why is because your your friend Cliff Ravenscraft here has been a part of the, of the leadership side of church mm-hmm. since 1996 and it ain't pretty uh yeah. th- those board meetings Dude, it took us three weeks to decide whether or not we were going one line, two lines, or three lines on the marquee on the sign out front. <laughs> that's so. I am that's not. So I am not kidding you. That does not surprise me. At all. I am not. Three weeks of discussion during church board meetings to decide a church board sign, one line, two line, or three lines for the marquee. Ridiculous. That's awesome. So no, I I am. <laughs> I'm not going to wait for approval from people because yeah, he's, I mean, literally you have to, you have to explain to people what podcasting is, what the benefits are. Sure. You're, you're, you're talking two, three hours just to communicate it. And that person's not the decision maker. Exactly. And yeah. you know that they're not going to be able to go and exactly share that with the boys. I've been there, done that. It's yeah. like, no, no, I agree. Yeah. I, I completely agree. You let me come in and talk to the church board. Boom. I, I come to the meeting. I show you demonstrate stuff like that mm-hmm. maybe but i i don't like working with people who i have a great idea and can you come in and give me a quote and i that's when you put your fingers anyway i i you know what in the four years that i've been kind of doing all this stuff i know i've been doing it for two years full time but in the last four years i i did have one person who bought gear for who got a quote from me who actually turned around and did purchase the equipment from their church, but but it was nine and a half months later. Well, that's how long it took to well, get the approval. And you have and you have people like me that knows that I'm going to do this podcast on the side myself, but I use the church's money. I mean, I got okayed by that because yeah. the church plant that I but was doing, you, I basically just said, no, this is going to benefit the kingdom. I think that this is a wise. You know, way to be able to buy, to spend this money to to do this. But you, there, but something's unique with you, and that is that number one, you're into podcasting, you understand it already. Sure. You, you when you talk to the other pe- people who had to give the okay, you were able to I ex- explain. You it. can yeah, explain that's it. True, that's true. See, that's the problem. <laughs> right. The majority of the people just yeah. can't explain it. Yeah. It's like, so what would the benefits be? I don't know, but I hear they're good. You know, it's like, <laughs> what kind of experience do you? I didn't, I didn't, I've heard about it. It's yeah. like, it's like, it's, it's, it's it really it's is different. Kind of, it's kind of funny because like, uh, I like, like for example, a lot of these people are saying, okay, well, what can, what can you, uh, like when I go talk to different places to about possibly being able to do ministry in a specific annual conference or a district mm-hmm. and I talk to them and they're just like, okay, well tell me what training you've had. And it's, that's really, really funny to me because I've been the one teaching <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. Like I have five years of experimental church planting research, you know, of, of experience of doing it. And yet they're saying, what training do you have? And it just cracks me up. What did you like, say? I was trained by the Waters, you know, <laughs> experimental. But, but what do you say? Church. I'm just like, you know, well, I haven't ever had your official training. But the main reason is because your official training is training for a specific church plant that, is, that I'm not doing. Yeah. That's not what I'm doing. And so, therefore, I become the one that's the only one or one of the few that are actually doing it. So, I'm the one that people are calling to actually lead the training. <laughs> so, what do you say to that's crazy. I'm not trying to be egotistical. I'm just like, what do I put out on the, <laughs> put on the sheet? This is training. That's funny. The school of hard knocks. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, my training for war was living in a trench. <laughs> exactly. UK Tracy's in the chat room. She says, oh, I get the watermark sermon and it's a blessing for when I'm household, let's see, when housebound. I'm housebound and don't have access to the teachings in 
RL. Whatever that is. <laughs> RL. But anyway, she, so basically she's saying that the, the watermark has been a blessing it's been a to blessing. her. Yeah. All, See? The, all the more but, reason that you can be able to take that. In like, the UK. Yeah, UK you know? Tracy is telling me, you know, you, your sermon is actually reaching all around the world. And they do world, tell us. And it's blessing people all over the world. What what more reason do you need to say that this exactly. needs to be done? Real life. And it's such a no-brainer. It's such a RL. no-brainer. Real, oh, real life. Oh, real thank life. you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. I was every, like, I was every, like well, does she go to church in some place named RL? I know. It's <laughs> like, is that, it's like, well, she's in the UK, so it's not RI. It's not Rhode Island. <laughs> Well, and, you know, and it's like everybody in the chat room knows it and answers it before us, and well, then she just comes with it laughing out loud. And the other thing is, is we're like, we don't want to offend anybody. We've never been to England. But, you know, it's like what is RL? <laughs> and real, I've never been to RL. It's like the church what is of, real life? The church of England. You know. Oh, now it's R O L. Now they're rolling on the floor laughing. <laughs> R isn't it R O F L? Yeah, R O F L. So oh. rolling, rolling out, out loud. That <laughs> we said that together. That was great, that man. Was together. That was Pinch awesome. poke, you owe me a Coke. Jinx, one, three, four, six, seven, nine, ten, uh, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> oh, wait, we got another call from Rick in Wisconsin. Oh, sweet. Yeah, Rick, Rick called. Man, what, what a great guy Rick is. And Rick is a great guy. I love hearing from Rick. Um, he's calling in. Uh, so, Carrie, I don't know if you're still listening, but Rick has some examples of social media church stuff. So, listen. Cool. Listen here. Hi. Cliff and DG, this is Rick from Wisconsin calling for the About the Church podcast, and I'm calling to share about um, how the church that I attend uses technology. Uh, if you want to check it out a little bit, you can go to the website uh, www.slefc.org, which is the church's site. Uh, you could also church for, uh, search for Southern Lakes Evangelical Free Church on Facebook. And uh, we have used, or we do use, uh, the events calendar on Facebook to remind people of youth events and church meetings, church gatherings, uh, things that are not on the ordinary schedule, such as uh, the uh, potluck dinners or business meetings. And uh, the church's website, we have about, Five to six hundred uh, weekly attenders. We have ooh, a little over a hundred and fifty. Last I checked, uh, people on Facebook that are linked to the church's uh, page, where there are sometimes discussions of the sermons going on. We also use Twitter, uh, which is some basically not used a lot, but uh, is used to sometimes remind of important meetings. We use email very effectively. Ladies in the office. Uh, when someone has an item to give away, when someone has a need, when someone is trying to sell something, uh, the, a lot of uh, emails go out each week um, sharing the needs to everyone around, and uh, a lot of needs get met quickly or free items get given away quickly. Um, another thing that we do on Sunday mornings, other than uh, streaming the sermons on Ustream, and they're archived there, you can go and watch uh, the sermons of our pastor, uh, or whichever pastor is giving the sermon that week. Uh, all four of the pastors we have are on Facebook, and the youth pastor does a good job. There's also a, a youth-specific group on face, Facebook that uh, I'm a member of and many of the youth are that helps remind us of all the youth activities. And uh, there's another 
program. I don't remember the name of it because I don't have a smartphone. But on a Sunday morning during the sermon, there's a uh, web address you can go to. There are sermon uh, notes and there are sermon discussions. So you can be sitting in the chair in the sanctuary and talking on your smartphone to other members of the congregation about the sermon as it's going on live. That's awesome. Um, that is just good. Some of the things that we do. We also podcast the messages and most of the guest speakers. So just thought um, I'd offer that up as ways the churches can use technology, at least the one that I'm involved with. Thanks. Excellent. Thank yeah. you very much, Rick. Yeah, and I've heard a lot of those same things too, especially I've seen it done at uh, conferences that I've been at. Now, when it, when it gets really interesting is when you're speaking at a conference and they have the live view of, of, of Twitter up, of the Twitter feed up there, and they just tell everybody to do a hashtag whatever the conference is. Yeah. And so you're speaking and people are like making fun of you or you know, or something else like that, and they're putting it up there on the screen. And you're, it's 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 a little bit distracting for the speaker when the, everyone giggles. And they're like, yeah. ah. But uh, but it's really really cool to be able to have instant feedback right from everyone that's right there. That's I just where you're. I think you're pushing uh, what preaching needs to be and what needs what it needs to look like. Because I'm a big discussion dude. I'm yeah. not a big typical preacher kind of guy. Right. And that's just forcing that discussion to be in a unique and different way. I think it's a really cool idea. That's awesome. I'm looking at the homepage here. If if I would, if, Rick, if you have some connection with people who are in charge of the site, a couple of things that that I think would be really cool is to, since you guys use Facebook and Twitter, I think on the homepage in the sidebar right underneath where it says sitemap, it'd be cool to have a Facebook and Twitter logo uh, yeah. that people can click on. Because I'm sitting here browsing through your site and it comes on the homepage and I didn't see anything related to to, to Facebook, any social media at all. I clicked on Welcome Center. There wasn't anything. Then I clicked on What to Expect. There wasn't anything. I clicked on Calendar. There wasn't anything. It wasn't until I got to Sermon Archives that I noticed that, oh, they have a, there's an iTunes and there's an RSS. Uh, and then there's the Ustream, which, by the way, I think is totally awesome that you guys are using Ustream. Sure. That is awesome. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then, of course, I noticed that when I got to Pastoral Staff, um, I did notice that some of the pastors there do have their Facebook profile uh, linked in the underneath their email address, which I think is cool. Uh, and then it's not until I really get down to the Contact Us page, and it's kind of hidden. It's got SLEFC Facebook group. Um, and it's, but it's, it, I mean, if I wasn't looking for, I mean, it, it would not pop to me. I, it would be something right. that had I not been looking for it, it would have over. So I would, right. I would really suggest talking to somebody at the, yeah. at, who is in charge of the site and, and put those logos. I, I'm if, telling if you, you're going to use it as much as you're saying you're using it. It's a no brainer. You need to put that up there, put the logos on the sidebar so that they show up on every page. Right. right. And just and, like and your just, address, you watch how many more fans on the fan page that you get. Right, it will, it will, it will flourish that's, just by putting the logo there. That's what I tell everybody. Welcome to the to the podcast, Answer Man, and about the church podcast. But that is what I tell everybody when they're doing a website or whatever else. You need to just like you treat your phone number and address on business cards and on letterhead and things like that. Yeah, you put Twitter and Facebook on every single page. Just as you would the address, right? And it's just a no-brainer for me. Now, now go ahead. Talk about yeah, Tracy. Go ahead and right. read what Tracy you said says uh, my, uh, in the chat room here. My only worry is that we get so dependent on technology 
socializing and organizing of events and relationships that we start to lose out on some of the person-to-person benefits of being in relationship with each other, the face-to-face in person. I've heard this a lot, and I just don't buy that. <laughs> and it's because I am so involved in so technology, using it for socializing, that, oh my gosh, has it done nothing but improve every real person-to-person, face-to-face relationship I've ever been involved in. Exactly. DG, there's no way I would ever know you. No. At all. No. If it weren't for social networking. But not only that, but if I did know you and I went to church with you, I'd still, what would I ever know about you? Other than DG, he's got, he, he, he's involved in leading something at our church, some small group thing he does. He's dead sexy. That's all I can see. Yeah, just hot looking guy. (laughs) But uh, he's taken, you know, he's married to that girl, Tiffany, and... (laughs) I, I really, I mean, I, right. I, I see them at church on Sunday, but, I, but let me tell you, I, when Watermark Church, there are probably 40 people at Watermark Community Church that I know a ton about. I've never been in a small group with them. I've never sat next to them in church. Yeah, yeah. And to be honest with you, I only barely, uh, you know, pass, we our, our paths barely ever cross but I know a great deal about them. They know a great deal about me. And they're in the times that our paths do cross. Oh my gosh. It's not like, so what's the, you know, what do you think about the snow outside? Or, yeah. Hey, did you see that football game this weekend? It's nothing like that. It's exactly. like, dude, how are your kids doing? You know, right, yeah. th- th- you know, I heard that I saw that you had to take him to the ER. Is he okay? Yeah, exactly. You know, I've been praying or you see something and you pick up the phone and you call them and it's like, man, I'm sorry to hear what's going on. Is there something right. I can bring? Is there right. something I can do? Right. It's done nothing but help every single. I've never seen a single instance where so much of this technology has hampered any relationship I've had face to face. Right. With the exception of some people putting some really hurtful things out there. Of course. That can be a possibility. But I, I've never seen it draw people away. In the early days of technology, in the early days of technology, I do I do remember one case of one individual. He was one of those very, very uh introverted kind of personalities. He came to our church. He became he, he became a Christian and he was really excited about his new faith and, and all this stuff. And he got this computer, and all of a sudden he got involved in doing instant messaging with people. Mm-hmm. And he he became one of those people where he would pretend that he's somebody else online. Right, yeah, yeah, sure. And and then all of a sudden he just basically became a, do you call it a reclusive? Yeah, a recluse. A, a recluse. And he basically just stayed in his home, in his bedroom all day long, never dressed, never left the house, and only basically pretended to be somebody else online. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And that now, but man, I tell you that I've been involved in social networking, social media for so long. And, and that's the only person I've ever known right. personally. Now I've heard of that happening with other people, but I don't think that that's something that you, that necessarily being involved in all the social networking, that it's, it's like a slippery slope kind of thing. Right. I think those kind of people, have that tendency anyway. Right. And the Tracy keeps on going to say, she agrees to that side of it, connecting people and maintaining those connections. But some people are just not tech savvy. Ah, yes. Uh, and may refuse to become tech savvy. I worry that they're going to be left behind. Is what she said. Yes. And, and, I, and, I, and I think that's, that's very true. I, I think that, um, yeah. You know, but I think, I, on a 
honestly, I think the same thing was said about cars. I said, I, I, I think about VCRs. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, my, I, my grandparents have DVDs now, and but boy, right. when a VCR came out, oh, there's no way I'm going to ever use one of these. Like now, they're sitting there. It's like you right. know, they're, they're renting DVDs. They don't watch TV. I mean, I think people catch. I, I think that people catch up. It's, it's kind of like that seeker sensitive. Mentality. Have you ever heard my thoughts on seeker sensitive? This is where I really get into some deep water. Let me put okay. my hold on. Let me put my deeper boots on. I've already. I'm already wearing my boots because it's snowy outside. Ah uh, man, I, I I got okay. They're knee high now. I'm so. <laughs> I, I'm digging in. Are you ready for this, DG? Go for it. What is the Trinity? You know, and what is um, sanctification? Yeah. What is justification? And I'll be honest with you, I'm a little concerned with a lot of the churches out there who refuse to use that language in any of their services, in any of their sermons, in any of their messages, in their communications with the church as a whole. And why are they, why do they do that? Because they're afraid that people will get left behind. They're afraid that people will come and it's like they don't understand, they can't comprehend. And so what do we do? We dumb it all down. Right. Yeah. We dumb it all down. And what do we do with that? We, we, we as the church get left behind. See, see the thing is, <laughs> Oh, geez. <laughs> it's the church that's getting left behind here, folks. It's not people within the church, the right. church as a whole. If we, if yeah. all of a sudden we say, if we, we continue to rely on communication that will reach every single person the same exact way and we never adopt new technology and new social means and, and, and what's going on in the world as a whole. Right. If we, if we say, dare I say it, Twitter should be banned. <laughs> You know, if we if we have that attitude, right. you know, all of a sudden it's now the church is the people who are yet again unable to communicate with the outside world. Right. And and, and so I'm going to put it in a different way without okay. the technology stuff. I mean, right. historically, um, if the church does not is if the church is not able to communicate with the world around them, <clears throat> then they will become the the holy huddles, you know, the Christian yep. ghettos. They will they will turn inside. They will not be an outward people. They'll be an inward people, and um, and so and, and then they they just lose touch with being able to communicate with 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 the world. And so what we're all we're saying is technology is becoming a large part of the world. Yes, and the church needs to be able to understand and communicate via technology. Yes, that's all we're saying. I mean, that, that's that's and, and it's and it's vitally important for the message. For this good news of this guy named Jesus to actually be able to be heard and 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 listened to, I'm not saying that uh, speaking face to face is not effective. I do agree with you. It I is. think that's probably the most effective. And, and we shouldn't abandon the yeah, telephone. No, no. No, exactly, we shouldn't yeah. abandon email. We shouldn't abandon. We don't. Uh, right. We we may want to abandon newsletters, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, I'm not that's saying funny. that you should abandon newsletters and stuff like that. Right. But we should adopt. And here's what I am saying, though. I have a you, you've got Carrie who called last week, asked, you know, hey, guys, I, I'm I'm really I she now you didn't see the email before and I won't go into the email, but she's really concerned about some trend, trends that she's been noticing in her local church. Some things that have really burdened her heart. And she does not. She, she's like, I don't know exactly how to effectively use these tools. 
is there anybody who can help demonstrate what are some ways that these tools can be used so I can reach these people? Sure. Because I, I know these are how, this is what I see the youth in our church. They're communicating via SMS. These, you're, they're using Facebook. They're using Twitter. How, what, how, do you have any examples of how a church can use this? And so here's what I'm saying. You know, in my church, are there a lot of people who are, who are technology, um, deficient you know or what what techno- technically challenged absolutely right but here and and this goes back to the conversation of last week you know why would you require that somebody who has the ability to do what i do and what i desire to do i've i've actually done social media 101 sessions seminars for free for our church right anybody in our church three four five weeks notice in a couple of weeks, Cliff's doing this. And next week, Cliff's doing this. You know, and, and all you have to do, just go to his house. He's going to show you on a big 50-inch screen TV. He's going to show you what Facebook looks like. He's going right, to show sure. you how to use it. He's going to answer all of your questions. Now, the thing is, is Cliff can't do that kind of stuff on a consistent basis, which he feels called to do, which he's gifted sure. to do, which will benefit the church, I believe. But he can't do that if he's consistently being asked to participate in every other ministry that's been prescribed right you know right. free cliff up so that he can I'd, I'd love to do a quarterly social media update for yeah. our church sure that's something i would love to do i'm matter of fact now that i am free from some of those responsibilities i'm looking forward to saying okay uh church leadership team you know what these sermons are great let's start you streaming i want to start doing a live stream of our sermons and sure. i will i will administrate the chat when i'm here to do it and right you know, and let, let's do this. Let's have fun with this yeah, social media sure, stuff. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So fun stuff. But yeah, I, I agree. I am concerned about people being left behind. But I, I believe that that churches that have started to adapt this, churches need to start training not just spiritually, but how to use tools of communication right. to to share that message right. and, and help the people who are behind, you know, that get are lagging behind. Have, give them the opportunity. Now, th- she talked about the people who refuse to catch up, sure. people who refuse to use the technology. And those, well, you know what? That's though, life. I mean, th- that's, that's going to happen. Sure. Of those, it is. But the thing is, is that it's not like we're going to stop communicating to those people. Churches will find a way to continue to communicate. But yeah, it, it, don't let those people who refuse to grow and to go out and to use new forms of communication, don't allow those people to to stunt the growth of a church. Right. And, and and I'm going to piggyback this. We probably it's probably time for us. Yeah, to we're cut yeah. Down. But I'm going to piggyback really quick. Here's a three and a half minute mark right here. The music is in, yeah, okay. But that's a, I think the, the the point I wanted to just to piggyback on that is to be able to say, you know, that this is one of your loves. Yeah. This is not a this is not against the Bible in any way of your love of technology and and, and the, the, the what you enjoy to do. Why not take the stuff you enjoy to do and actually do it for the kingdom? Yeah. And to be able to provide places and, and have a healthy leadership enough in the church to be able to say, hey, you're really good at that. I want to teach you how to do that and have so much fun that you're actually going to be serving Christ in the midst of having all your fun as well. Yes. It's just a win-win situation. And uh, I put a tweet out earlier this week that basically just said, man, I really love all kinds of stuff. I love home theater stuff. I love video games. I love technology. I love you know, and I was just like, it's so frustrating that the world tells you you have to focus on one or two for a living. Right. And then you can finish doing all the other loves after you're retired. And I'm like, no, that, to me, that's not kingdom living. No. I'm going to enjoy life, and I'm not going to let anyone stifle that. I'm going to love loving life. 
And I think part of that is being able to enjoy what you do and realize to be able to make those connections in community. How can I be able to enjoy what I do and actually do it for Christ as well? Right. That's so much fun. That is when the freedom comes about having so much fun with playing with Jesus. You literally get to get in a sandbox and just build some stuff. Sweet better Jesus. Jesus. (laughs) And I just and I just want to encourage everyone out there this week. Whatever it is that you enjoy, love to do, what, whatever it is, I don't care if it's crocheting or video games or listening to this podcast, enjoy doing something and maybe sometimes for the first time in your life, enjoy doing it for Christ. Yes. With Christ. That's going to be so much fun, especially on Valentine's Day. I agree with Troy's story about that. Thank you, Troy. Great way to end. Everyone, thanks so much for listening. Please pray for a church other than your own if you have a church and uh, try out a church. If you don't have a church, why not? And, um, Always join the community. You can always do that by gspn.tv slash about. About. And there's 10 different ways you can join the community. Awesome. Awesome. Fun stuff, everybody. guys. Thanks so much for listening. We love you all, and we will talk to you. Are you back again next week? Again? I think so. Three weeks in a row? It is insane. Oh, my gosh. This is so awesome. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. (laughs) I'm sorry. I might be able to be back. No, I won't. All right. So Sorry. so next week's the twenty fifth. Yeah, twenty fifth I can do that. Oh wait, 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 wait. So so next week is the eighteenth. So you're not here the eighteenth. I'm gone next week. I'm sorry everybody. That's all right. So so you're here the twenty fifth. That's that's a really important day for me though. What is it? That's when I'm meeting with the bishop and talking about future possibilities for where I'm gonna be appointed somewhere in Kentucky and stuff like that. So, so appreciate now, now will you have an answer by then? By that time? No, no, no. This is just kind of sharing my passions where I think I might be good at doing ministry. Oh, okay. Um, like probably more urban than rural, rural and stuff like that. Just having that conversation with the bishop. Very cool. All right, folks. We'll talk to you soon. Keep DG in your prayers as he looks forward to God opening up and clarifying oh, yeah. the path of where he's going. Definitely. Bye-bye. Mr. Bill, oh no, episode 102 is over.